And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, that's an imp- it's like this sick, twisted way to position the argument that what she wants to return to is arguably better than the Republican positioning now, but it's not good. I, I, I yeah, it's just less bad. It's time for retraction. I'm Antoine. I'm Jamie. And we're reversing course through discourse. Chat dude. Oh. That's all I got. I don't know. I got what is that? I got you're nothing. Not, you're not recapping the episode? You're not like doing your thing? Oh, it's a, well, this is episode 87? 86? Wow, you are slipping. Slipped. Sloppy. Sloppy. Getting sloppy. Very sloppy intro. Right? Grand man. All right, listeners. <laughs> Jeez. This anyway. Is, this is episode 87. That's correct. It's 87. Sure, just go with that. Just go with that. Hey, we're 13 away from 100. That's what I wanted to say. I was like, we're, we're 13 away from 100. Why is that significant? That's 13? Why, why not 12? Why not 10? Well, I will probably say it as we get closer. You're just, trying to, save, you're just trying to save yourself because you didn't write your fancy little thing where you're like, That's so whatever, where we do whatever. Oh, you see through me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> save face. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go first. Go for it. I'm curious, Antoine, would you ever take a hot air balloon ride? I, I feel like no. you're not a risk taker in that way. Nope. Nope? Nope. Well, just so you know, mm-hmm. a hot air balloon goes about 3,000 feet in the air. Yeah, that's a lot. There that's why I is do a new, There is a new way to get a 360-degree view of planet Earth that will take you over 105,000 feet in the air, which that is t- about 20 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is space perspective. They're offering guests a spot on board an eight person luxury capsule hanging from a massive space balloon. Mm-hmm. And there are over 900 reservations already. It'll be launching from the Kennedy Space Center in a couple of years. And you can buy a ticket for the low, low price of $125,000. Only okay. $1,000 down payment, by the way. Uh, how much um, cheaper is that than the uh, shuttle to Mars? I am happy that you asked that. The shuttle to Mars? Ooh, I don't know about the shuttle to Mars. I don't think there is. Is there, do I they have? Elon has the. Uh, I thought he already started quoting out those prices. Not that they're mm. available, but I thought he quoted out what it what it might cost. So I looked up every other space tourism thing available today that you can actually do. Okay. Um, and this is the lowest: one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars for six hours, twenty miles up. That. The next um, level is Virgin Galactic at 450000 for 90 minutes at 30 miles up. So you're spending significantly more for significantly less time with only 10 miles higher. Okay. Blue Origin. That doesn't sound like good ROI. No, no. I, I mean, I feel like this uh, space perspective thing is going to run Virgin Galactic right out of business. It, it, it's an absurd comparison when you look at it on paper. Mm-hmm. Blue Origin, twenty-eight million for twelve minutes, sixty-two miles up, which is the internationally recognized boundary between Earth and outer space, called the Carmen Line. Okay, did not know that. Axie Space and SpaceX, fifty-five million for ten days. That's like the bare minimum. That, that's literally a company that said, "We're gonna go. We're gonna take you into space on a technicality. We're we're gonna do the bare minimum and charge one of the highest premiums to do it." You're talking about Blue Origin. Yeah, that's all about Blue Origin. Well, they're actually 
third out we of six. We can't guarantee that you actually get there. It's just the nose of the shuttle breaks that air that breaks the barrier into that uh that area of I don't know, the sky. And then it goes right you, back you, down. You really would never know, right? I I'm mean, just saying, how would you know? You you wouldn't know. Right, exactly. You wouldn't know. I mean, what are you gonna bring? Your own little handy dandy homemade testing device? Yeah, like how would exactly you even how know? high up you are there is no you're like above the things that would tell you how high you are there is no like thing you're you're above all the satellites you, at that are point are you supposed to experience weightlessness at that point Probably i would not no i would assume so because didn't virgin galactic i think you experience that don't you okay i don't i don't maybe know. i don't know i'm just asking it's a good question i guess that I, would be I it like, i guess that's your barometer did like, i get weightless or or did i or did i just start to to levitate out of my seat just a little bit and then the the trip was ending Ooh, that, i feel like that would just be that feeling of going down on a roller coaster it's like that weird feeling and you wouldn't even know you wouldn't even know <laughs> you paid 28 million dollars and you'd have no idea can you <laughs> so the next one was spacex 55 million for 10 days seven at the iss the international space station oh that's pretty cool that's pretty just cool. 250 miles up they have another one for fifty-five million, where it's three days, but you're orbiting Earth at three hundred and fifty-six miles up. Okay. And then you have the uh, Ros Cosmos, which is the Russia Space Agency. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Mm -hmm. um, there's this five million dollars more. That's sixty million dollars for twelve days, a twelve-day trip to the ISS. So you basically get an extra two days in space for five million. Oh, so that's, that's kind deal. of. That's a good deal. Yeah, I'm sure it is, right? I'm so I'm, that when you're when you're already dishing out that kind of cash, I'm like, you know, what's what's that? What's another five million? That's nothing. I guess yeah, it's a fair point. If you have fifty-five million, to I'm spend, just saying, what is that? You that's like five percent. I mean, that's of the of the total cost. You're just adding on to that. I mean, that's that's nothing. Come on, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So knowing that, right, you would never do a hot air balloon ride. Would you do any of these if you had the money? Oh uh, yeah, these are different, but uh, hot air balloon is insane. I mean, you can fall out. Of <laughs> what is your logic there? What well, do you mean? I mean, well, is I it... mean, is it? It's not like the basket, obviously, right? It's something complete. It's like enclosed that we're talking about here, so it's different. So that's that's the thing. It's the open air environment that gets. Oh you. yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, you can catch vertigo and just fall right out. You pass out. You just tip right you're, over. You're, the... you're not a you're not a convertible type of guy. I take it. Well, that's on land that doesn't go in the sky if the convertibles lifted off and uh and took me into the trees then yeah i probably am not a convertible <laughs> kind of guy i'll be like you know what convertible is not for me no that's fair. vertigo fall off the fall out the passenger side i mean that's horrible i don't want i don't want to die like see that. i've always wanted to do a hot air balloon ride like over over africa or something <laughs> yeah okay yeah no it's a no go nope that's a hard no <laughs> not going up in that thing i won't even do parasailing my brother was trying to get me to do that this summer i was like no nope. oh i did it you know, i did it once die doing that mm, lots a lot really? no they break their legs <laughs> people get injured I'm not, it's not worth it like worst case you cut the cord and you float gently down in your parachute right no you crash into the ground in a horrible fashion you should look up look youtube some of those videos you'd be horrified well i went once and it was it was delightful well, you survived, so of course it was nice. I did. I'm a survivor. Yeah, you ended up like a paraplegic, so you're like, oh, so it's amazing. So <clears throat> knowing what your thoughts were on commercializing space and colonization and how private in the role that private industry currently is playing and what you think they 
should be playing. Yeah. What do you feel about this type of space tourism? I think space tourism is fine. I wish that it was NASA who was doing most of it and it was going back into the government coffers, you know, another way to tax billionaires so that they can't hide. You're giving them something for their money that they can tangibly see, feel, you know, get to get to, you know, brag about when they're on the golf course the next day or the next week. Um, so uh, I like that from the government point of view, but from private industry, it's just, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, what do you, we tax private industry takes taxpayer dollars to, you know, line their coffers and do what they need to do. And then they take billionaire money to further increase their profitability by doing space tourism. So it's sort of like, okay, all right, all right. What do you want out of life? It's yeah, I guess it's capitalism and it's finest. So what's the difference between like this and airlines? Why, why, why you don't is it fly okay? to fly? <laughs> you don't just go up to fly. you know you know what books a flight for the experience of flying <laughs> i mean yeah they did like back in the 50s that was a long time ago that's a that's a very different era you so know, it's you the fly it's to the, fly. the motivation behind the activity is why you think it's okay for private industry to operate airlines but not Yes, yeah, because that's, that becomes utilitarian. I mean, and there are, and there are competing ways to travel. That's the that's the difference. So it's not like yeah, you could fly, but you technically could take a boat. I mean, I mean, not it's not as co- competitive as it used to be, uh, but at least in term uh, in terms of national borders, trains do offer uh, a competitive alternative to air travel. So that's the, that's just a different that's a whole different kit and caboodle here. Uh, if we're just talking about you know travel tourism you know there's very few things that you could do today that equate to travel tourism one of them are like the uh, like scientific vessels people pay thousands of dollars to like see the arctic um you know on a on a science uh boat of some sort um and then yeah there's the yeah. space stuff yeah so i mean yeah it's uh oh and you know i think people still do pay for the um do they really still call it the orient orient express i think they do call it that still I think it I is or the Siberian. I mean, what do you I mean, the, tra- the trains train? are a beautiful way to see wherever you are. Well, yeah. Well, if you're if you're going on a scenic train route, you know, not all. It was a hot air balloon ride, apparently. But yeah, well, yeah, if trains flew too, and you could fall off, fall out of your car, fall out of your carriage. Well, I'd be, I wouldn't be down for that. But uh, because they don't do that, I love a train ride. I love a good train ride. So it's to that different. point, to that point, should hot air balloon rides only be operated by the government? Following your logic. If it, yeah, because it's just it's just something to you're giving nothing for something. <laughs> I mean, like it's wow! Look at these bragging rights. I was I went to space. I'm special. I learned so much about the way the Earth orbits around the sun. I mean, I, you don't learn anything. I mean, it's just an experience. It's like going to an amusement park. Well, the, I think the learning is perspective. It's I mean, just I think, bragging rights to say you've been to space and normies have You don't think it changes anyone? You, you don't think it changes anyone I fundamentally? Do, you think you, Jeff Bezos has been to space? Is he less of a, a, a penis? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So no, <laughs> what kind of thing I don't is that think to going say? To space makes you a better person. <laughs> no, I'm not down with that. No, going to space doesn't make you a better person. It just makes you more of a penis head. 
So what your thoughts here are that space colonization, all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff should be government led. I mean, yes. space tourism is fine to be operated in this way because it's That's no right. harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Yep, basically. I just wish that the government could reap the, re- the rewards. That's my point. You put all this money into helping all these startup private enterprises off the ground, um, you know, in conjunction with working with NASA. You know, I wish that we could reap some of those, uh, some of the rewards that they're uh, that they're venturing into. You know, so, do you think just getting. like, you know, you need a you need a license or a registration, like something like that, where you just pay for the privilege, but you know, all operations and everything are still private. You're just paying I'm, for for the for the for the entrance fee into space. I think I think that the government. I mean, if we're going to use SpaceX first, I, I think SpaceX is first. You know, uh, pitch to, pitch to the government was creating cheaper rockets so that we could get um, supplies uh, more easily to the International Space Station. So that that's a fantastic pitch. That's fine. That's good. That's a contract. That's what we do all the time. So you, you know, they're. You know they're con- we're contracting out uh, uh, a solution uh, to a problem. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but then you know if they're if they if they go off and they start mining asteroids and making trillions of dollars, uh, <laughs> you know off of uh, off of these like contracts and this cushy relationship. Well, at some point you got to turn around and be like, all right, well, um, yeah, <laughs> you know that that that's the down- downside of contracting out every single aspect of our society but uh, i guess the i don't really the, yeah i don't want to the counter to that would be yeah okay they did that so let's say they didn't would government ever do that like would we ever get the spin-off tech from an endeavor like that like would the government ever have the same motivation to push themselves to do if that the government would actually create uh ironclad contracts that entitle them to some of the fruits of the labor um since they since they're essentially giving the seed money um then yeah but because government is so cozy to private enterprise they don't you know government will help up yeah it's like the whole nonsense with the internet and uh and google and all those companies you know we they they're allowed to go off and create patents and basically you know embrace a monopoly for the uh you know based off of the infrastructure that was originally government sanctioned and government uh, funded so you know it depends on the world we want to live in. I always say that. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it's like, it depends on what you want out of life. Do you want your politicians to work for you, or do you want your politicians to work uh, for um, anonymous billionaires and uh, incorporate and corporate interest? Um, and most people are actually quite happy to have it be the corporate interest, have it be the latter rather than the former. So, fair point. Yeah. All right. I like I like that though. I think it's 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 gonna be cool. You know, if we go back to the the. Um, the hot air balloons, you know, it, 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 I think it'd be cool to do a lottery system and have, um, you know, everyday people be able to do that. I, th- I think someone everyone was, needs, it's like a, it's like a, a buddy, a buddy system for every billionaire that goes, they have, it's like when you buy shoes <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they have socks and they give them to someone less fortunate. Every time a billionaire goes into space, um, yeah, they, they, have donate, bring, uh, they have to bring a normal person with them. That's exactly right. That, that's exactly right. Every time a billionaire like goes into space, they clean up like, uh, um, one cubic, foot of plastic out of the ocean what what a cool company concept they use that money to like actually do something on earth how fantastic would that be yeah i guess um yeah you would have to figure out what would actually be impactful 
Did we ever talk about service. the nuclear powered flying hotel? I think we might have texted about that. Yeah, well, we did actually cover it because I, I don't think that, that also made me that. think about the the prospect of that. I would never get in that. That's crazy. What? I would get that in the heartbeat. A, ho a hotel that stays in the air indefinitely. It's fantastic. It's so cool. What is what wrong with you? What? what? How do you not get in a hot air balloon ride for like a couple hours? But you would. That's crazy. You are, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I would stay. What, what, where I would are stay your in a floating city. From? I would love a floating city. A nuclear powered plane that a hotel that just sits in the air is basically one step closer to Cloud City. No, it's not. Like in 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 distance, maybe, but it is not the same concept. It that that is. I I don't know. I, what I don't slowly. understand how. You would be cool with spending seven days flying through an atmosphere. Yeah. But not a hot air balloon ride for a couple hours. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not you saying know, I couldn't be convinced to do it, but seeing like your your reaction to the hot air balloon ride, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm having trouble no. playing in your mind right now. Yeah, well. Join the join the club. <laughs> so out of all of those options, which one would you most likely do? What one is most attractive to you? Uh, time on the International Space Station. Yeah, originally I was thinking of the three-day orbiting, but I was like, you no. orbit in the space station too, so that's kind of yep, cool. Exactly. It's a two-for-one. I, I think the money is on going to the International Space Station. And you'll learn the most there because you'll get to talk to, because there'll be scientists there. So you could ask them interesting questions. Um, you know, it, it, it becomes like a, a, your own personal tour. It's like a museum tour, but for the space station. Yeah, it's like a backlog. Far more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe they'll let you do a walk. Maybe you could pay some extra for that. I don't know. Eight million <clears throat> and a little eight million more, and you know. I don't know if I could do that. Um, I would do that. That's tough, man. I would do that. So once in a lifetime, that's life changing. It's scary. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wonder if you, if anyone could ever pay to do that, um, because there are so many things that can Not happen. Liabilities, I doubt it. I doubt um, it. Yeah, I doubt that. Because man, can you imagine that? Yeah, I, would, I don't know. Oh, heartbeat, so cool. Be out there. Oh. You get to smell space. Get to come back and be like, you yeah, don't want to go on like a hot air. air balloon ride, but you're like, put me in the vacuum of space. <laughs> well, you're connected you to the station. You, I, I assume break. that I'd be that tethered, tethered to a scientist who knows what they're doing. It's like skydiving. You're going to be like, have a scientist yeah, on your I'm back. I'm just saying, I'm assuming that it would be all copacetic because they know they don't want to die. So they're going to, you know, they're going to take good care of me because no, he's going to you know, cut you loose. You're right. He doesn't well, he want to die. Loose. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like one of us is more, is more important than the other. I was going to do a Russian accent, and I chose not to. Yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> that's best. Let's keep it respectful. All right. That's my topic. Cool. Cool. My topic? I, yes, I, so I Yeah, I sent it to you. Uh, so I sent you Cheney. No, Liz Cheney, she lost her primary. Um, so she's out. She's no longer going to be representing the great people of Wyoming. Um, and her, uh, she is a congresswoman, right? She's a congressional seat. She's not in the Senate, right? I needed to should have checked it out, but it says Rep Liz Cheney, so I assume so. Um, I thought it was interesting because I thought she her today interview was had two very interesting points. I wanted to play that because I, I I sent it to you. You were like, I don't care, but I think 
that there is more to the story than you were originally giving it because i thought that she said a couple of very poignant things in her it's not that i don't deliver. what i said was that she's right about everything she said but in my opinion she's still not a great person oh no she's horrible but yeah. that's not the point <laughs> That's not the point. Like, I, here's what I want to. Oh, you gotta listen to this because I I want to play this because this is one point that I really want to drill down into uh, because I think this is important philosophically as a representative. I think this was such a a crucial aspect of her Today Show interview. So this is what I wanted to play. Back to a moment for your your race. We all know the old adage: all politics is local. And in focus groups and interviews with reporters, many Wyoming voters said that you had lost your way. You went Washington, and you were focused too much on Trump and not the issues that they cared about. One poll showed 61 percent of likely Republican voters there said you weren't focused on Wyoming issues. Was that the issue? Did you have the wrong focus? No, look, I think I, I'm very proud of everything that uh, I accomplished, that we accomplished together with the voters of Wyoming over the last nearly six years. Uh, but it, it became very clear after Donald Trump attacked uh, the Capitol, sent a mob to attack the Capitol, refused to accept the results of the election, refused to tell his supporters to leave the Capitol when the assault was underway, uh, that, that this was a threat that we've never faced before. He crossed a line that couldn't be crossed. And, and as a nation, you don't get the opportunity to debate and discuss any other issue uh, if you simply turn your head away from that kind of a fundamental threat uh, on, our, on our republic. Now, first of all, the correct answer to that question is, yes, I made the wrong choice <laughs> because she got slacked. <laughs> she got dominated in terms of her uh, uh, be, getting. Yeah, but uh, the idea is that the, is that that's just for one state. And now if she has any presidential aspirations, she can go out there in a general. I feel like public, that's the unsaid. Yes, that, that's and, clearly. And, and now she's more palatable to the much larger population centers. But I did think that was interesting in that. I it, Well, first of all, hey, you're 100 percent right, because clearly she's. I think she's definitely positioning herself for a presidential bid in a in a different era if if she could if the Republican Party could survive uh, the Donald Trump uh, the Donald Trump era. But um, I just thought it was interesting because it's like it, it, it raises a fundamental question about what your representative is set to Washington to do uh, because and I think that there is a little bit of disingenuous disingenuousness uh, from her electorate from her what do they call it participants no. What's constituency? the constituency? Yes, for her constituency, because all the time Congress people go to Washington, they always end up on you know different, much wider bills. You know, climate change bill, uh, the the bill for uh, you know doing something with inflation, things of that nature. That you know, they, it's not like they necessarily just stop and only do things that that are just about uh, where they come from. So it's just like she's only going to work on bills that act that have something that has to do with Wyoming. If it doesn't have anything to do with Wyoming, she's not going to be on it, right? I mean, I think that's a little disingenuous to 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 say that, that was that, the expectation because that's I mean, never the expectation. Do you think that sentiment was you know? took hold organically or do you think that they were fed that from a conservative media outlet they were no we should, they, they yeah. definitely were they so definitely i'm not like so I, I don't know yeah. if it's disingenuous i think that you know we're in an age where people are handed their opinions um and that was the opinion that they were handed and mass well I, yeah yeah it's, it's a cult following well i think it's well i think it's here's what here's what i think is 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 very poignant here because she she was taking a very high-minded approach to what she was doing she was basically saying i'm we cannot afford 
uh, to look to like to get knocked down in terms in terms of like the the, the nitty gritty of of everyday life because the 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 basically the uh, future of the republic is at stake. Like I'm out here on the front lines defending the ideas, the tenets of democracy, American democracy, uh, and that's such a high minded. I mean, and look. There, I'm glad she's all, got. I'm, I'm glad yeah. she's got a a floor to her, <laughs> to, <laughs> to her whatever, like her 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 ideology. I'm glad that there actually is solid ground deep deep in the dark pit. I mean, she's um, taking a position, and um, you know, I think that she's taking the position of um, you know, what, what is it the the right side of history? I think that she's definitely going with that. In sure, that with vein. that topic. I mean, this is the woman who was anti-gay until her sister, you know. Yeah, came out and convinced oh, yeah. her otherwise. Oh, like, no, look, I don't he, agree he, with he, her he, politics to, at the, all. The, the, the GOP platform, yeah. when you look at it quite literally, is is rather oppressive to a lot of segments of the population. It's oppressive to the segments of population that they espouse to to promote and to and to uh, and to champion. Because later in the interview, she goes off to talk about how she's here for uh, traditional Republican values, which are the the family and the home. And and you're always like, all right, well, My why, why don't you what, promote what universal health care or or uh, a federal maternity leave or or anything that actually would help out any human being that lives in this country actually have a decent family without worrying about going starving or keeping their home or heating their home? I mean, they never they never talk about that nonsense. Yet they're they're always out there saying the family, the family. So it's like, well, what I want to know talking what about what like I wrote to you when you sent me this. What? about their platform translates into family policy no, like no, beyond nothing, their nothing. pro-life stand. yeah yeah exactly beyond, beyond that what do they beyond do the philosophical there is absolutely nothing like that you could actually ascribe to say that they're trying to make families family life in america easier in any way shape or form so it's like her and adam kinzinger these people who any other day of the week I mean, you take a lot of Democrats. You would never give a second thought to to vote for for president. Any other day of the week, you would like just like brush them off and say no effing way. Um, now that we've had this heinous attack on our democracy, literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're yeah creating these coalitions of unlikely bedfellows. And I get it; like mm-hmm. it's needed. She's yeah, it's, it's like I said, she's right. Enemy. She she's absolutely right in what she says. Mm-hmm. But you still have to remember who this is. Uh, and I don't know, maybe this is some type of reconciliation for everyone where you know, we wipe the slate clean. But if they're just going to go back to, like she said, and like you just mm-hmm. said, traditional values of that oh, party, yeah. Yeah, that has that's not, not good. That has not gone anywhere. No, that's I mean, not good. Yeah, the whole yeah. it makes it makes the Bush years look charming. Like that's where we are now. Well, well that's well, that's her. That's what she's positioning herself to be. She's positioning herself to be a taking a, a going back to the charming Bush years, which is an odd way to place going to two separate wars, sending, you know, killing millions of people in the process uh, and, uh, and, and, and looking for weapons that were never to be found. Uh, so, yeah, it's charming. <laughs> what a charming time. Yeah. <laughs> what a great charming time. Oh, and of course, the, the, the era that preceded the, uh, the Great Recession that uh, impacted, again, more mil- millions of people around the globe uh, creating uh basically insecurity uh retirement insecurity uh up and down the uh the uh the population spectrums so yeah yeah charming times charming times indeed 
we can always go back to that. So uh, at least it's, I guess it's better than, I don't know where we are today. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, that's an, imp- it's like this sick, twisted way to position the argument that what she wants to return to is arguably better than the Republican positioning now, but it's not good. I, I, I yeah, it's just less bad. Right. Like, no, there's look, we, we both agree on that. Um, I, I just thought it was a slightly interesting thought experiment if it were more genuine in terms of would you really oust your representative for concentrating on something so high-minded that it did not actually affect your day-to-day uh but yeah i don't think it's, it's an all or nothing right we can't I mean, really so let's, test that let's dig into that a propaganda. little bit <clears throat> well let's dig into that a little bit because mm-hmm. you're saying that she was voted out because she focused on national issues right and not state and local right, right. that's the argument right. Yep, that's the um, and I don't know that one. Well, I basically just don't know if that's true because I don't know what her voting record is and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, what stuff she's gotten passed or what she was at least fighting for on a state, local and federal level. Yeah. But I doubt that it was all one thing. I, I, I can't imagine that she only did national, you know, quote unquote stuff. Yeah. So um, I I, that's why I, I my initial reaction to what you said was I'm sure those people are being fed their opinions yeah. because I can't imagine that a state representative would only focus on national issues and not drive anything for their constituency. That's the whole point of these loaded bills, these these yeah. pork filled bills yeah. is yeah. that they're constantly saying, I mean, look at Joe Manchin, right? You make it worth my while. You yeah. you take care of my state and I will give you my vote. And I have to imagine that someone of her profile well, no stranger to that. Yeah. Well, Joe is a special car- special individual when it comes but to it that. But it happens. You know it does. And he's just No, that's what he does. Pivotal. I mean, that's what he's all about. That's why he continually gets reelected. It's why he's not hated in his own. It's why he is, you know, he is loved. He is adored as, by his, 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 as long his as constituents. It, as long as the, as the split the, the margins are, are very close yeah. where his vote matters and then he will have that type of power, but yeah, they yeah. all do that. I mean, they all have to make promises and do special projects to make sure that they get buy-in and votes. I mean, that's politics. So the idea that she wouldn't be taking care of her constituency, I mean, if she didn't, I mean, you know, I'd be surprised. If, well, if she, she if she did, you know, that that's the other thing. You I mean that I think that that would be an answer in the question. You know, we we it, it's we were just talking, you know, before the pod a little bit about the idea of of a fluff in a cover letter. Uh, I feel like when politicians get out and they start doing these national interviews like the Today Show, it, shit, that was a perfect space to simply tout out a couple of things that she actually did. But she didn't do that. You know, they never do that. Yeah. Is it up to us to now look up her record and say, did well, did she or didn't she? But you just assume that if she had done something significant, she would have just thrown it out there to say, oh, I did this for I did the Wyoming blah, blah, blah act that does this for the for the state uh, on top of also being on the committee to uh, impeach and hold accountable a president that's, you know, incited insurrection. You know, so like you it's a very simple thing to throw out there. Uh, as like, uh, you know, if it was that big or, it did, but the fact that you gloss over it and you just say, oh, I did a lot of workings with local, uh, with local people and, uh, things for the state of Wyoming while I was on this commercial, it's sort of like, all right, well, that makes me think that you really didn't do anything. Did you, which is fine, it's possible, which but is possible I, and fine. But it, I mean, I'm not here to argue on behalf yeah. of Liz Cheney, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I think that there are a lot of federal 
initiatives mm -hmm. that have downstream impact on state and local governments. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you were to go to something as high minded as climate change, well, that impacts everyone. Like you can't escape well, you have to it make one way or another. Well, yeah, you have to make the argument, and and you know, I don't know where her real position on climate change actually is, because again, at the end of the day, this is only an enemy of my enemy scenario. It's it's her politics. Well, the Republican not, Party doesn't really right. Support her, that. her politics are not palatable to my to my interest. So, uh, you know, for her, one of my favorite questions ever on a Republican debate stage was mm -hmm. asking candidates who believed in evolution versus creationism and no yeah. one could raise their hand that they believed in evolution i thought it was amazing well that's fantastic anyway yeah. um <laughs> what was that was that the uh the texas one no this was years ago like oh. not years ago i mean maybe like eight years ago something yeah. like that um god it might even be longer than that i can't remember because everyone was sending around the uh that that clip from the debate i thought it was texas what who, who was it was it utah remember it was With all the, the politicians and they were asking, Are you talking about the Arizona one? It was Arizona. Sorry, sorry. There's Texas. two two Arizona uh, ones that I yes, sent. Yes, it was our, it was Arizona where everyone was sort of like. Man. She was like, well, I don't even know why this dude's on stage. He's pulling at zero percent. He was like one percent, one percent, one percent. Like the, one of the funniest corrections I've ever seen in my life. Hey man, get their facts right. <laughs> you know? one percent. Get it right um, or pay the price. That's basically what he was. And, about. But, you know, it's it's an interesting point because during your party primaries, you can have someone polling at that level still be on stage, but come to the general Some election, states. you can't get third party candidates unless they're over like what is it, eighteen percent or something? Oh well, I mean, who yeah, who sets those rules? Well, the two parties because exactly. they ousted out the League of Women. So yeah, yeah exactly. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. So I just wanted to bring that up because uh, I wanted to get your take on it. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, her ousting, I think is is. It's going to be interesting because it clearly is a referendum to say that the um, Trump support is very strong. Um, it, it it definitely should be a wake up call to majority of Americans, especially because you know majority of Americans live in cities, and um, you know the 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 the, the Jan Six Committee is very much you know it, 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 they've made a great case, and uh, it's very difficult to <laughs> to find many people who live in the you know the most populated cities who would say, oh yeah, Trump had nothing to do with. What what uh, what transpired after his, you know, glorious speech and uh, an incitement to uh, uh, to go take the Capitol? But you know, middle the, you know, there's just a lot of pockets where you know that's just not then that's just not the narrative. Then and, and um, well, they again they still because they're a lot of they're giving power. their opinions for to them. I hear the countering. I'm on. We're on Twitter, right? And people say yeah. it on there, and and it's as as crazy as. Yeah, there's no cross-examination. Well, there's not supposed to be. It's not a trial. It's a hearing. Right. But only one side. You don't see anyone going under oath countering any of this stuff. They're right. free to do that. And they don't. Yeah. And if it ever does go to trial, sure, you will have your cross-examination then. And I'm sure mm -hmm. certain things will be thrown out. But the overwhelming majority of this stuff, it's all pointing in one direction. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard to ignore. And the only thing that everyone is using to disqualify everything is that there's no cross-examination. Mm. It is this absurd willf willfulness mm. to be ignorant to the truth. Right. I will also say that Liz Cheney gets a lot of uh, flack for how much money she's made while in office, which is just like, you know, it's like it's kind of like being angry at a bear for being a bear, you know? <laughs> you get the politics to make money. That's just what it is. Uh, it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, pretend that it would be 
anything otherwise uh, because of the nature of just what politicians are able, the information they're able to glean um, and the investments they're well, the allowed access, to make. The well, access, it's access to people. I'm just saying, but it's also, it's mostly the investments they're allowed to make, which are usually, uh, you know, they, I, I think someone did, I don't want to quote this because, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to quote it, but I'm, I'm just going to say that uh, you could probably do some research and you could show that politicians um, uh, stocks, their their portfolios on average beat the the average investment portfolio so we can leave it at that yeah i'm sure that after a couple hundred years they've um figured out a way to make some money yeah so anyway that was my small little thing um all right you have any any other small little no. I do not have any other small little things. Oh, well, I like it. I mean, it's a quick episode, and, uh, you know, because we're always here. You know, sometimes we give you the long heat. Sometimes we say, you know what? You're coming along this journey. Uh, you know, we're going to do Lawrence of Arabia style. We're going to go through the desert. We're going to go through creeks. We're going to stop at an oasis. We're going to, you know, we're going to take a camel. They're going to drink. Then we're going to take the camel somewhere else. They're going to go to a mountain. You know, we're going to, you know, it's it's a long episode. You know, it's like three hours long because you know you're you're gonna go you're gonna go everywhere with you with us. We're gonna take you to the nitty gritty. We're not gonna stop. We're gonna make sure that you know everything that we know, and then you come back and say, you know, is there anything else? You know, is there anything more? Do you have any other questions? Kind of like this outro. Yeah, exactly. And then other times it's just like, you know what? See you later, folks. We're just gonna take a flight. That's all, folks. <laughs> We're just gonna fly over. <laughs> We're gonna go to the airport. We're not going to stop for pretzels. We're not going to get anything. Uh, we got a, we got one check-in bag, and uh, we checked that bag. And uh, you know, we're not we're not going to stop at the conveyor belt on the way out. We're just going to get off this flight and let you go. So, Jay, where can they find us? Everyone, you can find us on Twitter at Retraction Media. Definitely give us a follow. Let us know your thoughts on this episode, any others, and as always, send your favorite episode to your friends or family who may be interested in politics or science or any of the other things that we cover here. And if your podcasting platform allows it, give us a rating. And with that, Retraction 